Hi everyone, this is Cameron, back with Conversations with Cameron. Before we get started today, I just want to give a huge shout out to Jack Cox. I want to say thank you for sending me the new microphone, which I am using to record with now. And I'm super excited about it. It just showed up out of the blue one day in the mail, and I found out it was from Jack. So, very kind gift, super nice. I've really enjoyed using it to record drum demos. And um, I'm super excited to record a pod today. My guest today is Cody Carpenter. He plays drums for Liza Ann. I know nothing about Cody, so when I find out, you'll find out as well. I'm kind of nervous, but also very excited. So let's jump into it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's such a weird time right now. Uh, just trying to navigate live music again and what that looks like and what it will look like and yeah uh, but it, it's it's all good we're with the on the Liza side it's been fun we're like working on we're doing like a like a live taping uh, in a couple of weeks uh, or I guess probably about a month out um, so it's exciting like we're, we're gonna get together this weekend actually and rehearse for the first time in, in a while um, so it'll be fun to crank back up and, and do that uh, and kind of scratch the edge of live music a little bit, um, yeah. even though it'll be a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. I totally get that. Um, well, hold on real quick. I just actually, I just hit record because I hadn't started recording yet, but um, we can just talk or whatever before we even get to into like whatever, you know, here's my yeah. thing. I've only done four episodes. I'm not a pro, you know, this is just something I wanted to do for fun and talk to drummers. So we're just kind of going with it. So, um, but I mean, just you're super friendly. Uh, you're, you're, you know, it sounds like it's going to go really well and really smoothly. And I just really appreciate you coming on. Dude, of course, man. Thanks for, thanks for hitting me up about it. Uh, yeah, super happy to talk. Uh, so, so remind me, so are you based out of North Carolina? Yes. Or, or did you travel to that? Okay. So I, I was born, I'm born and raised in North Carolina. I am, okay. I'm 19. I'm almost 20. I'm currently in a band that I've been in for just almost two years. Um, okay. Or, or just at two years right now, kind of. So we, we have one EP out and another single that came out before that, that we redid and put on the EP because it genuinely sucked <laughs> the first time. <laughs> But, but yeah, um, we're, we're just trying to write music. We're based out of Nashville, North Carolina, um, the original Nashville, the sign says. So, um, I'm, I'm not actually in Nashville. I live about 30 minutes, uh, North of Nashville, me and one of our guitarists do. And the rest of the guys live in the Nashville area, but, um, we just kind of met up through like some of the guys met up through school. Um, some of us met up through like friends of friends and stuff. So it just kind of worked out. That's awesome. But yeah. Um, so I'm going to just be honest with you. I know very little about you. I know that I started following you a while back after that show because I thought you were a really cool drummer. But other than that, you know, obviously we're not, either of us aren't super famous. I mean, you're, obviously much more well known in the drumming community and everything but i don't 
I don't know like a ton. So, I mean, that's going to be yeah. kind of a focus on the pod. I like to, I mean, I have some friends that are drummers that I interviewed because I just wanted people to know about them, whether they listen to the pod or not, you know, cause it's not going to get, you know, knock your socks off amount of listeners, but for the people who are interested, I think it's really cool to get good drummers some a little bit of exposure, however much it may be. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Um, I, I, I love that you're doing this. Yeah, and thanks again for, for having me. Um, yeah, I, so I started playing drums like, uh, I, I was a little bit later to it. I, I was like 15 or 16 when I started up. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just kind of w- was playing through uh, high school and then um, got to Nashville in 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. So yeah, I've been, been in Nashville now for like eight years. Um, went to school up here. That, that's kind of how I landed here. And then I've just stuck around ever since. Um, yeah, that, that's a little bit of just, I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, oh, okay. Way, so yeah, that, that, that's where I'm from originally. Nice. Um, yeah. 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 Um, my friend Mark Hammond, who was episode two of the pod, he is, he currently lives in Jackson, Mississippi. He's from there. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's awesome. He, he's a drummer there. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I haven't lived there in, in, in a little bit. Um, I've got some younger brothers that are still there, though. I, I wonder if they would know him. Uh, but that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm fairly out of touch with <laughs> musicians and music there, but I know there's always cool stuff coming out. Right. Um, that's awesome. That's cool to hear there's another drummer. Yeah. So you said you went to school in Nashville or around there. Where did you go to school? Yeah, so I transferred to Belmont mm-hmm. uh, my, so- my sophomore year of college. Uh, I went to a school in, uh, in Jackson, uh, not far from where I grew up. Uh, my freshman year and played soccer there and then transferred to Belmont to play soccer. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of how I landed there and ended up um, doing the music business program there Um, and took some lessons in the music school and and did some private lessons like that, but wasn't, wasn't a music major by any means, wasn't a commercial music major or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was kind of the perfect storm for me because I got to finish out school and get to finish um, playing soccer, but also kind of had this world exposed to me where I could go ahead and um, music was something always of interest to me, and um, yeah, it was always kind of in the back of my mind of like, man, I would just love to be doing something in that space, whether it be playing or working or uh, hopefully both, and so. Yeah, it, it was kind of the, the perfect storm of I was already playing soccer and that got me there and then I was able to, to plug into the scene there. And um, Yeah, when I finished senior year, um, finished soccer, like pretty quickly, like moved over to like really focusing on music and like started like playing and, and doing some like light touring like right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was a really fun transition. Yeah, that's super cool. I I would have never known, you know, that you played soccer. That's really cool that you had the opportunity to not just, you know, play where you're from, but to be able to go on and go to 
kind of a school that set you up to your career path now and be able to still, you know, play soccer and do something that you enjoy. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was sweet. It, it's so crazy. It feels like forever ago. I guess that would have been, I graduated in 2015. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, five years ago. Crazy. Are, yeah. you, are you in school right now? I am. That- yeah. So currently I'm taking classes at my local community college. Um, I did community college before uh, Corona, but um, I I just kind of continued it because school isn't my thing. But I will tell you, when I was still deciding whether or not to do like the really into school route, I had one college in mind, and that was Appalachian State, which is here in North Carolina. And, And then like I had an advisor that I've known my entire life. She wasn't really an advisor. I've just known her forever. And she works at a community college. And she was like, well, other than app, what would be your absolute dream school? Like if money weren't part of it, you know, or getting accepted, anything, what would it be? And I was like, Belmont University. (laughs) And, but I quickly learned through my junior and senior year and probably before that too, that school was just not really for me. I'm going to do what I can and try to get out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, man, that that's a smart call too. I mean, especially, um, you know, it sounds like music is, is of interest to you. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe some people would disagree, but I, I would say that it's totally necessary <laughs> in, in a lot of ways to, to go to a university for that. Um, it, it's certainly like, I, I feel like, one of the greatest things Belmont gave me was just a group of friends that I'm still friends with that play music mm-hmm. with today. Um, not 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 to to rag on any of my classes. I, my classes were great, but yeah, just music is just one of those things that um, you can learn just as much outside of the classroom for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that was another thing that kind of held me back a little bit from trying to enroll in the Hayes School of Music at Appalachian State or from going to Belmont is when I was in the process of applying for schools and stuff, you know, I kind of, because of my age and like what age I was in high school and everything, I was applying for school when I was, you know, 16 and 17. And I've only been playing drums since I was 15, kind of like you said when you started. So I was kind of... You know, I just genuinely didn't have an, a good foundation because there aren't drum teachers around here where I'm from because we're pretty far removed from any music scene at all um, other than because we're two hours from Raleigh, which is like our capital and our closest kind of music scene. So um, I just kind of taught myself and now I'm just breaking through to that point after playing with my band and recording stuff where I'm starting to feel comfortable with like, okay, maybe I would want to put myself out there a little bit more, but I just didn't feel comfortable then. And that kind of played into not wanting to kind of pursue that as much because auditions are hard and I wasn't prepared for it. Mm, yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I, I totally relate that. That was not my uh, avenue either. Um, coming out of, going out of high school. Um, yeah, that's awesome, though, man. That's exciting. And yeah, you've, you've obviously got plenty of time, so super young. Yeah, so um, I am 
actually currently still planning on moving kind of western in in the state and going towards Asheville, um, which, which isn't too terribly far from Nashville. It's Nashville is kind of a dream location to end up, but I really like the music scene in Asheville, and um, I have some future family there, and so I think that'd be a really neat place to end up and try to get involved in the music scene. That's kind of my goal right now, you know, to to get enough schooling to get a job and be able to somehow work in the music industry, whether it be like you said, playing or just be working in the industry in some way or both, because that would be a dream for me. Yeah, that's exciting, man. Asheville seems like a really cool city. That's one of the cities I've I've never been to, uh, but always hear amazing things. Uh, It seems awesome. Yeah, there are some cool spots there to tour to, so it definitely should be a place that you consider upcoming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so... You mentioned how you moved to Nashville and how you ended up there, which is very interesting with, with the soccer and being able to transfer there. So around when would you say that you kind of linked up with the people who maybe introduced you to being able to meet Liza and, and play in the band with Liza Ann? Or did you know other members of the band before that? Or how did that kind of unfold? Yeah, so it's it's actually kind of funny because I guess it would have been um, our sophomore and junior year. Uh, me, Liza, um, a guy named Thad Kopak who has played bass with Liza, and then uh, a guy named Josh Gilligan who is from the same hometown mm-hmm. as Thad and currently plays bass with Liza. Uh, we all ended up living in the same apartment, uh, not far from campus. Oh, okay. uh, we we're different tenants and different different rooms, but all in the same complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we, we kind of became friends that way. And obviously, we were all going to Belmont at the time, um, except Josh. I guess he um, he had just moved to Nashville. He wasn't going to Belmont, but yeah, we all became friends, acquaintances through that, and just like living in the same place and seeing each other, and then. Um, yeah, I ended up, I guess, so we became friends that way. And then after college, when I started gigging a little bit more and playing drums more, I ended up playing um, in a few different projects with Dad um, for uh, some of our friends' bands. And if I'm remembering correctly, um, Robbie and Liza came to see one of those bands. Uh, Robbie plays guitar and mm-hmm. Liza. Right. Um, and yeah, they came to see one of those bands one night, and uh, me and Dad were playing. And at the time, uh, I guess this would have been like late 2017. Um, Liza was looking for a new drummer. Her drummer uh, had just uh, taken a country gig and was going to be doing that the following year. And she was gearing up to release uh, Find the Dying, her mm-hmm. 2018 release. So. Yeah, so it just so happened I, I was playing drums that night, and they were like, hey, yeah, we know Cody, like, we should ask him. Um, so yeah, it, it, was a, it was a really cool, like, organic, not weird thing, um, the way it happened. Um, we had all kind of been friends and, and played in different bands and stuff and been around each other and lived nearby. And so, yeah, it just kind of felt like a natural thing. And I, of course, was 
was like super stoked and was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'd love to do that. Um, so yeah, and been playing with her and in company ever since. I, I guess it's yeah, been a couple of years now. So yeah, that's sweet. So the the show where I saw you first play that was in. Wait, what month is it now? March? No, it's May. <laughs> Sorry. So that was in May of 2018. So you hadn't been really with them too terribly long before that yeah. that show. I, I came on, um, yeah, beginning of, of 2018. It's funny because um, we had just started to rehearse, I guess it would have been like end of January. Uh just started to like rehearse, get the pieces together because um, she had a uh, big uh, album release tour booked mm-hmm. um, starting in March. And I guess it started with uh, South by and then um, had some, had a couple months of dates after that, which led into uh, that May show. We saw you, uh, but yeah, at one of those rehearsals uh, is when uh her manager called and told her that uh, she had got booked for Conan um, wow. yeah. the, the, the following week. So it was just kind of like, for me, like thrown right in. That was like my first thing with them. I was like, okay, I guess we'll be <laughs> doing that next week. Um, which ended up like in hindsight, I, I think it was, it felt really crazy in the time uh, as, as it was happening. But, but looking back, I, I'm glad it happened that way. Uh, just, it, you know, less time to freak out about it. Just kind right. of like, okay, well, I guess this is something we have to do. Um, yeah. You know, like, let's do it. Um, and it, it was super fun. It would have been great. And um, it was also just a cool way to start playing with her and the and those guys because it was just like, okay, nothing probably after this will feel quite as high pressure as this moment. So, cool. Like, you know, everything else is, is going to just be fun, you know. Not to say that that wasn't fun, but it was certainly nerve-wracking. Right, yeah, just thrown kind of straight into the fire and have to figure it out quickly, huh? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah, that was kind of how it started. Yeah, that was, yeah, my first couple months playing with them. Uh, yeah, that was when we saw you, which is crazy. That's already been like two years. Yeah, I mean, I think about it kind of often because my favorite drummer personally is Will Chapman of Colony House. And so like that day, I like during y'all set, I hate to say this, but I left the stage at one point because I saw Will and I went up and got to meet him that day. So like, that's how I kind of remember that date in my mind and remember seeing y'all, but I'm sure you get this as a drummer, but when you know, I'm thinking it's like this with most drummers, but when you go to a live show, you tend to focus mainly, not mainly on the drummer, but you like to kind of see how they do things and, and kind of take note, or at least I do. And so no, totally. that set, I was watching you the entire time. You know, I watched like Robbie and Josh and of course, Eliza, and I really just like the vibe of the whole thing. And, but I paid attention to you. I love the kit. You know, your kit looks super nice. And just your energy when you played, I really dig. And Doug, maybe. I don't know, whichever is the right <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. So, you know, it's – you kind of go to shows and you'll see drummers and you're like, oh, yeah, that guy is really good. But, you know, 
I'm not really feeling the vibe of it almost. Like you can have a ton of really good drummers who just kind of seem like they're out there just to play, you know, they don't really care too much about it, but I could tell that you were enjoying yourself. You know, it was a nice day before the rain and it was just a really good performance all around by the band. And it's surprising to hear now that you guys hadn't, you know, as that group in particular hadn't been practicing, but you know, a few months and playing together. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. That was a super fun day. Uh, and man, I'm totally guilty of, uh, when I walk into a show, just immediately like, all right, who's drumming? Like what's going on? And like only watching that. Um, yeah, I, I do that to a fault for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just, we're drawn to it. Um, and yeah, man, uh, Will Chapman is also one of my favorite drummers too. I talk about energy. Um, yeah. I love, I love watching that guy play. I mean, it's just so much fun. It, it makes you feel like a kid, you know, it, yeah. it like reminds you of like, yes, this is why I play drums. Like that kind of vibe he brings and just so much energy and, and he's just really good, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, he's one of my favorite because he's he's got that thing where he's like like really powerful and like um, loud, <laughs> but like, right. not in a bad way. Like there's yeah. so much touch, you know. Like there's so much touch with it, and and it's not loud, uh, absent of dynamics by any means. I mean, he mm -hmm. it, it's but it's like. I don't know. It's just, it's so, it's so hard to do that and do it well. And he kills it. Right. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. You listen to their records and it's loud and in your face. But then if you, you know, focus in on the drum parts in particular, like you said, it's loud, but he has so much dynamic with it. You know, he's playing the toms loud, but then he has times where, you know, he's, he's accenting on certain toms and it's quiet he's wailing away on, on the floor Tom and he's doing little accents on the snare and, and the rack Tom and stuff yeah. and just really unique drum parts that he somehow figures out. I know, man. Plus, yeah, the open hand thing is like the yeah. of cool. <laughs> For sure. Like every, every time I see him play, I'm like, ah, I need to work on that. And like, I'll probably do it for like a couple of days. Like, yeah. all right, it's too hard. Gotta, gotta go back. But yeah, I mean that, I feel like, possibilities are endless when your your hands are that even you know right yeah it opens the kit up so much to, just to be able to reach so many things and um I've, I've talked to will a few times before and i talked to him about that and because i thought i was just under the impression okay he's left-handed he just kind of learned this way but he told me he was like no i started playing cross you know and i was like okay, well, I can't reach, <laughs> you know, all the stuff I want to reach. I want to hit everything at once. So he switched it up and it has worked great for him. Totally. Yeah. Unreal. Okay. So we talked about kind of, you know, my favorite drummer and a guy that you enjoy as well. So could you tell me some of your bigger inspirations in terms of your drumming or just music in general? It's always a fun question because there's so much uh, that comes to mind. Um, I'll say, like, one of my favorite modern drummers, uh, 
so much to the point I named my dog after them is Griffin Goldsmith. Um, plays with uh, uh, Dawes, um, him and his brother in that band. And I, I fell in love with that band coming out of high school. And uh, I think I first, it was one of those experiences um, where I was at a music festival and did not know who they were and um, kind of heard them playing as I was walking to another stage and heard them on, an, uh, on a stage I was passing by. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those like musical moments that just stops you in your tracks. And it was like, whoa, like, what is that? That That's, that's something that like I'm, I'm into. I, I need to check that out. And it, it was them. And like, I, I've been hooked ever since. And if you've ever seen them play uh, so much of, uh, the music is is Griff on drums. I mean, it's just it's the most musical, inspiring drumming. Uh, right. I, I just I like I've seen him live several times now, and I always like leave feeling like so, just like oh okay, I want to go play drums. Like, right. I, I need to go play. I need to go practice. Uh, yeah, I want to play. Um, it, yeah, similar to the Will experience. It's just like one of those things. It's like oh yeah, this is why I, why I like to play. Drums. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's such a good reminder. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, so yeah, love their music. Uh, man, over the past couple of years, I've been really just uh, trying to kind of do my homework and like dig into like more uh, classic players and like um, players on older recordings and stuff. And uh, that was just a, like kind of a gap. I, I think it kind of maybe went hand in hand with starting music a little bit later. Uh, I'm sure I listen to music, but in terms of like studying it in any sort of way, mm-hmm. uh, that didn't really exist. And, and then once I picked up drumming, like when I was 15, 16, um, at the time I was just so excited to try to like learn to play like things I was listening to currently. Right. Um, you know, play, try to like, suffer my way through like an underworld song or something uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and yeah. I was like nowhere like ready to try to play uh, but yeah so like past couple of years I've been really just trying to like dig back through and um, I did take some lessons uh, in high school and my teacher's favorite drummer of all time was Jeff Picaro and I never really like paid him much attention until probably like the last two or three years and he is like absolutely like one of my all-time favorites mm-hmm. um it's just one of those drummers that like i feel like some type of like kindred spirit to uh in like not not in any way saying that i'm near his level but like hearing him play it's like yes that's like where my mind would want to go i think you know whether or not i may maybe able to pull it off the way he does uh, which i could never but I, I like I feel like I have some of the same like connection points of like yes that's like where I would like to take that you know mm-hmm. uh, just like I guess instincts uh, and so it's like I again like just he is so inspiring for me to listen to as a drummer. like anytime I'm like feeling uh, just kind of like ah, like I feel like stuck in my playing like I don't know how to like I keep doing this thing over and over and I, I want to like expand on that or whatever. Like, it's like, oh, I just need to listen to like Jeff Picaro tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and 
again, like, I mean, he's just, like, one of the most recorded drummers. So it's, like, that aspect, too, of, like, there's, like, a nearly endless catalog, you know, of, like, some of the best recordings in general of all time um, that he's, like, associated with. Like, what a cool, like, library to access. Um, yeah. Yeah. And funny enough, Griffin from Dawes, like, I actually heard on a podcast, uh, he's a Jeff McCarthy guy. And uh, he actually referenced this um, Steely Dan record that Jeff played on uh, when he was like, I want to say he was like 17 years old. Wow. And he's one of the few drummers like, um, you know, to, to, to play a full Steely Dan record. That's kind of like the, you know, mm-hmm. a, a big uh, goal, I guess, of, of drummers back in the day was like, you know, they use so many amazing musicians. So if you were the guy that could play on all of the tracks of a, an album, that was like a huge deal. Right. Um, like from what I have come to understand, but yeah, like, so it's, it's crazy. Like as a 17 year old kid, he played this like full steel again record and man, it's, it's amazing. Like I, I hadn't listened to it until I heard him talk about it, Griffin talk about it. And I checked it out and like, it's been for the past year or so, like, one of those things I return to every couple of weeks of like, mm-hmm. ah, I need to check that out again. Like there, like it, you get something every time, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, how uh, a drummer that you look up to and try to, you know, kind of model certain parts of your playing after, and then you find out or kind of rediscover another player that you really enjoy and really find inspiration from. And to find out that, you drawing inspiration from someone was also drawing inspiration from that person. And then just making those connections, if that makes sense, kind of seeing, Oh, well, no, totally. this is where we're going. Like with this, it, you know? Yeah. It's like this uh, in that style of playing that's like attractive to all of us, you know? Um, it's cool. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's really interesting. Um, I'm going to have to check out Griff Griffin. Um, yeah. From, and and could you say the band name again? Because I'm gonna write it down. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's the, their band is called Dawes. D A W E S. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, Griffin's brother is the lead singer. His name's Taylor. Uh, lead singer, guitar player, amazing. Um, really, really great singer songwriter um, and guitar player. Um, so it's cool. I mean, that that's also an aspect of it. Like just the the familial thing that they, uh, they both sing too. So it's like, wow. I don't know, siblings singing together and playing together. Like there's just something right about that. That's like hard to emulate, you know? Yeah. They already have that chemistry that comes with a band kind of built in. Yeah. It's, and it's so natural. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh wow. Nothing about this is forced or like, yeah. It's like, this is just what you guys do. You've always done it. Yeah. That's very cool. So kind of piggybacking off of kind of inspirations and and bands that you look up to, if you could step in for a drummer of any band of your choice and step in and play one full gig with with that band, which band do you think that would be? Oh, man, what a question. Um, Dang, I would, man, I I would love to to play a doll show but gosh i would like <laughs> there's no 
I know the catalog so well, so it's like, oh yeah, Dawes, but it's like, man, I could never do this <laughs> justice that he does, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. There's so many good bands. I don't know, like, it, it, that's, it's a hard one for me, too, just because, like, so many of my favorite bands uh, include, like, my favorite drummers, and, I like, every drummer has their thing. Right. You know? And, like, it's like, oh, I can never do that thing the way they do it, you know? Uh-huh. And I, I wouldn't even want to try. Like, that, that's yeah. how I feel about it. It's like, oh, it would... I would instantly ruin it. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that because when I was thinking about like different questions to ask and I, and I kind of thought of this one because um, I had heard kind of a similar type question asked before and I kind of thought about it. I was like, well, if I could step in and play drums for any band, which band would it be? Because, I mean, you said it perfectly. You're like, well, I would love to play a gig with, you know, the bands that I love, but like <laughs> how could I even because – they're so unique with, with how they play their parts. You know, it's almost impossible impossible to, you know, recreate. Right, right, yeah. It, it, feels, it feels a little daunting. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's, that's just really interesting kind of hearing your inspirations. And because mainly I've done four episodes prior to this and a lot of, the bands that I've heard from other drummer friends of mine, you know, they're already in my group of friends. So I was hearing kind of the same similar names, kind of what I was used to not hearing very many different bands. And now it's really neat to reach out and kind of like, I have a brand new band to check out now and I'm super excited about it because, you know, when you find new music that you enjoy, it's like, so refreshing because there's so much music out there that's i mean i'm not saying it's bad because there's a ton of good music out there but even if it's good it doesn't always do it for you so to have you know a chance like oh this could be a next favorite band possibly it's i'm excited right now to go listen to them later tonight if that makes any sense at all that that makes perfect sense I, i feel you man like uh there's so much out there and there's like so much to discover and it it feels overwhelming. Uh, but it's also like so exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. like tomorrow, like it being a Friday, I'm like already so excited to just check out like what's new, you know, like with all the new releases that are going to be landing. Like that's like my favorite Friday morning routine. Like, cool. Like, let me check out like what, what, what's happening. Uh Um, yeah, it's so exciting. So since, I didn't know this until earlier when we talked about it, about kind of the timeline of you coming into the band and playing. So with Liza Ann, are you playing or tracking drums for the, or have tracked drums for the upcoming record? I'm sorry, you broke up just a little bit. I think I missed part of the question. Oh, sorry about that. Um, so with, with the upcoming record, since you weren't with the band with tracking the, the previous records, did you have a part in playing or writing the drum parts in the upcoming album for Liza Ann? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this record was really fun because it was like, um, I, it's as soon as I came in, so that the summer of 2018, um, Liza already had some songs 
for this record that we like immediately started to kind of demo and mess with. And we demoed all the way through April of last year, uh, just off and on. Um, she was writing a ton and then we would get together and kind of um, figure out some parts around what she had written and uh, yeah, did that with a few different people, a few different like producer, um, different producer help and then did that through April of 2019 and then um, we recorded the first two songs that have released Desire and Devotion mm-hmm. uh, this past summer uh, in July. Uh, so that was that was like super exciting to, to be a part of the recordings and kind of see that process through and then we did two songs um, and then we finished the record in January here in, here in Nashville. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's been a blast and like just to kind of like uh, Liza really wanted a, a band kind of record. So it mm-hmm. was, I mean, what a dream come true. Like so fun to like have been playing with these guys and then we get to like translate some of that into recordings. Um, yeah, and, and they're all like some of my favorite musicians. So it's it's so exciting and I, I feel really fortunate to get to be around them they're they're all right. so gifted so yeah it's neat yeah. to see the evolution of like a solo project that comes along and you bring in you know members and and people who end up staying and sticking with the the band and bringing their own unique touch to it it's cool to have like you said a band record as kind of like opposed to an artist with a band coming in and playing with them it gives it kind of a a unique feel. I mean, not saying anything bad about the previous stuff because I, I mean, Fine But Dying is an amazing record. I really enjoy that record most of, you know, most out of the stuff that Liza had out before the new album. And I'm super excited to hear the new record when it comes out in full. But to, to have that kind of full band feel to it, Kind of the cohesion of it, I think, is going to be really cool to listen to. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like really exciting to make, and so I think like that will uh, that that's like a part of it, you know. Like there, there was an excitement, and um, yeah, it, I feel like it was exciting for Liza to kind of like embrace that um, a band kind of. Mm-hmm. What a band sound, whatever, whatever that that could really mean. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, was, it was so much fun, and um, yeah. So it's, I think it's set to come out this summer. Um, I'm not sure the exact day, uh, but yeah. And there's like a handful of singles out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's it's fun. It's like obviously like kind of we were talking about earlier. It's just weird circumstance uh, to right. be. Uh, releasing music and like it's it's not your typical release music and tour uh, mm-hmm. setting right now so yeah it, it's it's cool that people are getting creative and i don't know i you know one, one could probably say people need music now more than ever too so uh, right yeah I, I i think it's it'll be cool in its own way uh, but definitely uh, not the original prediction yeah that's that's really a bummer you know getting ready we my band we've only released an ep with five songs on it and we played a few shows kind of after that release just kind of in support of it which 
we don't have a ton of original material built up. So we still played covers and stuff right now because our area of music, you know, there's not a lot happening. So we're one of the few bands anyway. So us being able to expand our set and stuff with stuff like that helped us out. But even though we didn't play a ton of shows after the EP release, it would just feel so weird to not be able to play shows at all after a release. Like you get it out into the world and people get to hear it finally. And if I'm the listener, I want to hear it. And then I want to go see it and hear it because that's like one of the most fun parts of music to me or as a musician, being able to get it out there for everyone and they go perform it for everyone so they can hear it and see it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird time, man. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, hopefully 2021, um, it sounds like maybe like fall 2021, mm-hmm. maybe some, some touring will start back up in some, some form or fashion. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really hoping so. Um, So just speaking of tour and stuff, when I first saw you and y'all were wrapping up that tour, I really was digging the kit you were playing. It was like a, a gold sparkle kit. Could you talk about your setup a little bit? Because that's kind of been something I've resorted to on the pod. I really like hearing people's setups and, and hearing what they're playing. Dude, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a... Uh, uh, it's a uh, CNC kit. Um, it's ginger glitter, I think, is the wrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. I love it, man. I got it like end of twenty sixteen. Um, I got it from uh, a friend here in Nashville who did some buy sell trade stuff, and um, he's a drum tech, and so he would come across a lot of different gear, and people would sell things through him. But uh, it was uh, Rico Allen's kit. I think he had it when. Uh, he would, he's played with like Leon Bridges and Johnny oh, wow. Swim before that. I, I want to say he had it with Johnny Swim uh, uh-huh. and went down to like some smaller sizes for Leon Bridges maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, was was offloading it and I, and I grabbed it through with my friend Andy and it's uh, 22, 13, 16. So like just great like rock kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and then I've got... Uh, Ludwig Superphonic snare is like my main go-to uh, live snare, and then um, I've got uh, Istanbul cymbals, um, kind of like a rotating cast of, of those. But yeah, that that's been a setup, really, man, for like the past few years. Um, some iteration of that. I, I also have a Slingerland kit that I would tour on some, and I took it out for like two weeks once. And, um, like two legs like broke on it, like (laughs) the, the rap, like started to, to peel on, uh, the kick drum and it was just like, okay, like, I I love this kit and like, I feel uncomfortable, like lugging it around. Like I want, I need this one to just sit and I need to get something that I but I love the way it sounds. I need to get something that sounds similar and like CNC is definitely that vibe, you know, like modern drums made to sound that way so mm-hmm. it's been cool yeah it's like it's like the perfect uh and yeah it's new so it's like it, it can be thrown around in a van a little bit and it, it won't it won't get hurt so yeah for um, sure yeah yeah so it's it's been great man i've loved it 
Yeah, I love the sound of CNC drums. Um, I don't know anyone personally that owns a kit until now, I guess. But I've, I've heard them a ton. I love I love how they do things. I follow their Instagram and keep up with all of you know the stuff that they put out and show all their cool finishes and their unique stuff. It's it's very cool. Um, I also play Istanbul cymbals. I have the Exist series. So, oh, great. I, you know, balling on a budget because, you know. Dude, those sound amazing. Man. They really um, do, yeah. I've, like, I, I haven't had any of those, but I've had some friends with those. And I've heard the, uh, if you're, like, looking for a bigger thing in, like, a rock or, like, church setting, I've heard, like, you may have it, the 24-inch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, right. Yeah, I have a 22 inch ride. Um, I my friend in Jackson, actually in Mississippi, he plays church music, and he actually has the 24 inch ride, I believe. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've heard that one is like so good. Um, like kind of the hidden gem of right of this. Um. Do you know a band called Will Dorado? I know of that name. I feel like I've like I've saved a couple of their songs or something before. Right. So um, yeah. So their drummer Justin Keela, he plays um, the Exist series cymbals, and oh, cool. I really enjoy their music. And I just kind of shot him a DM one day, kind of out of the blue, and one day he responded back, and I just kind of. I noticed that he was playing the Exist series, and I was thinking about getting them. I kind of just asked him, and he kind of reaffirmed me and was like, "They're good symbols, you know. You know, they they last, and for the price, you can't beat them." And so I was like, "Well, I'll take a chance on them because the symbols I had were just not cutting it. They just didn't sound good at all." And I got these, and I could not be happier with my current setup with with my symbols. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, I I'm. I got my first Istanbul symbol like back in college, I want to say, uh, and like I, that's been the only only brand. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I'm a huge advocate for no other reason than I just like I I've always loved the way they've sounded, and I've I've had a few different lines and like a few different sizes and stuff, and I like I I like them all. Like I I don't have any symbol from them that it, like. I dislike or like don't even like I love all of them mm-hmm. um, I'm, yeah I'm a huge fan I I'm not a I'm not a brand guy necessarily like I'm not a huge like you need this or but that is like when it comes to symbols I I confidently push people that that direction for sure um, a lot of things sound great but I I just love those symbols man yeah I, I do too I'm like you I started out I played Zildjian symbols and when, when I first started, I got like their their lower line cymbals because obviously I was just a beginner drummer. And, you know, for what I was doing, they were great. And then once I kind of got out of those and upgraded a bit with some more Zildjians, I just wasn't really happy with the sound for the style music I wanted to play. And I switched over to these after having a few people mention them to me just to give them a try sold my other ones on reverb and, and got these and just, yeah, cannot be happier. And, and like you said, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be like a huge, um, like brand guy 
because I kind of have, you know, mix match hardware and stuff, but you know, that doesn't matter to me, but symbols, I, I don't think I'll play much else other than Istanbul moving forward, you know, because I just love how they sound for the sound that I'm looking for. Yeah, man, that's such a, like, I heard someone say, because I'm of like a similar mind where it's like, I don't know, like, if you're like, you know, a decent player, you, should, you could probably make whatever sound pretty cool. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that's like what I'm like, I think it was uh, a few years ago, what kind of like brought that home to me was uh, Aaron Sterling, um, great drummer. Uh, he uh, drummed on John Mayer's, uh, he's drummed on quite a few recordings, but at the time I think he had just drummed on Paradise Valley. Mm-hmm. And great album. He, he ended up going out with John Mayer and touring that record with him, and he brought like a hundred dollar drum kit. Right, yeah. And, like, that's what he played. It was, like, an MIJ, like, 60s, like... Right. Just kind of, like, random $100 drum kit. But, dude, it sounded amazing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, like, if anything can sound good. But I will say I've also kind of heard, like, drums are, you know, for the most part can be manipulated with tuning or tape or mm-hmm. whatever to kind of sound like you want it to. But, like... Symbols are kind of, they're going to sound like they sound. Yeah, yeah. That is, like, the one thing, like, if I were to, like, if someone were looking to buy things, I I would definitely say, like, put your money there before drums. You know, like, you you Mm -hmm. can make shells sound pretty good if they're in decent decent shape, but, like, symbols are going to sound like however they are. Yeah. For sure. Um, So, let's see here. I wrote down questions and then I just kind of was like, you know what, forget it. The conversation is going well. And then all of a sudden I just couldn't read or think, I guess. <laughs> totally <done. laughs> But um Oh, here's one, and this is just a really odd kind of silly question. When did you start growing the mustache? Because I've been trying to grow one for as long as I can remember, and it just won't come in thick. It's just like a thin, weird, like, it needs to be shaved, but I keep it on there anyway. Dude, that's part of the journey, man. You gotta, you gotta suffer through that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I've kind of had the stash off and on since, what, 2016 maybe? I got married in 2017, and I did shave before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but shortly thereafter, it came back. Right. It's, it's, it's been around more or less since. Um, yeah, that's funny. Um, okay, so here's the thing. It has been kind of a common theme to where somehow, some way, Seinfeld gets brought up in conversation on the pod. So, just a question. It's okay if you say no, even though I'll be slightly disappointed. Are you a Seinfeld fan? It's funny you say that. Newly. Like, within the last year or so. Wow. Um, I, my roommates in college loved it. And mm-hmm. I just didn't grow up watching it, and they did. And so, I, you know, just probably despite them, I was like, no, I'm not funny. Like, I'm not into <laughs> it. Uh, but I, I have since matured and, and come around. And, uh, yeah, it, it, part of the reason my twin brother uh, – who also uh, did not grow up watching it. Uh, he is a huge fan now, 
my wife is a fan, so it's fun. We we actually had it on last night. We were watching, and it's just the perfect show. Uh, just it doesn't matter the episode. Like just throw it on. It's you're, you're gonna laugh for sure. I I love that show, and I'm I'm just gonna tell you I'm so happy with your answer. I welcome any new Seinfeld fan. It is my favorite show of all time, and I'm glad you're a fan. Dude, I, the, the episode that sold me, I'm going to botch it. I can't remember all the details. Um, gosh, but my brother was like, watch this episode, and you'll be in. And it was one of those episodes that like I feel like George was kind of the, the star of, uh-huh. which he, he's, he's definitely my favorite. Right. Like, that's like, yeah. That's the styling of humor like that that I kills me. Um, gosh, but it was like the whale watching one or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. There was some premise where uh, Kramer was like had been hitting golf balls <laughs> in the ocean or something. It's all tied together at the end with like this like George monologue. And, right. Like, uh, I can't remember all the details, but I remember being like, okay, yeah, like this is I'm I'm laughing out loud. Like this is funny. Okay. Yeah, they always have like such crazy storylines just like all over the place and then they somehow tie them in at the end like with that episode because that's the I, I don't know why Kramer was hitting golf balls but like he was like into the ocean and yeah. and George had like told someone that he was a marine biologist and, <laughs> right, right, right. and then it just so happened that he saw the whale that caught a golf ball and he was able to save it and it's just like who thinks of that stuff? So crazy. It's it's good. It's that's it's pure. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Well, I'm definitely glad you're a fan. Yes, yes. Newly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanna say I really appreciated this. I'd like to try to keep these pods, you know, around sixty minutes or so. Um, I, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I was extremely nervous going into this. And from the moment you answered the phone, you were kind and gracious and it instantly eased my nerves and I enjoyed every minute of this. Today, yeah, man. Thanks so much. This was great. Yeah. Uh, it's great to officially meet and chat a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so would you like to just shout out anything that you want to shout out you don't have to but if you want to shout out like your instagram or or you know your i guess band that you're affiliated with sure um instagram is cody the t-h-e carpenter um i don't post a ton on there but uh i've been posting some bike pics i got a bike a few weeks ago (laughs) Uh, so that, that's what, if, if you're interested in seeing the, the occasional bike story pick, then, then it's a follow for you. Um, and yeah, uh, Wiser Record coming out this summer. So, um, yeah, Bad Vacation is, is the name of the album. Um, yeah, I guess those are my shout outs. <laughs> I'm not sure what else. Right. Well, Bad Vacation is a perfect album name because that's what quarantine feels like right now. <laughs> Right. So, <laughs> super pumped for that. I thank you once again so much. And, I mean, this was great, man. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for saying yes. I mean, I just, 
for, for everyone to know, I just out of the blue messaged him, not really expecting an answer back. And like that same day, you were like, yeah, man, let's do it. So I was like, wow, that's, that's really kind of you. So thank you. Um, well, Dude, the, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll be following along from, from here on out. Oh, so thank you so much. Drummers, yeah. yeah, dude. Thank you. And um, so next week I'm going to try to have another guest. I will have another guest. I don't know if there'll be a drummer, but I'll have a musician of some sort. I have someone in mind, my, a friend of mine who has his debut album coming out soon, I think in July. But anyway... I'll get back to that if he says yes, but um, everyone, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.